Tuesday, June 27th. Let's play Hurdle. Today's song is The Change Is Gonna Come by Sam Cooke. One of my favorite voices of all time, Sam Cooke. Well, this is a civil rights song. He wrote this as part of the civil rights movement. Change is going to come. You got to talk about that because we've had Sam Cooke before. So the two things that I always would want to talk about with Sam Cooke is he really dominated the charts with a lot of hits and a lot of songs. But in these unfortunate times in America, they had separate charts and they didn't allow black artists on I don't even know what they called the charts, like mainstream charts is what we'd call it today. I don't know what they called it then. But like you'd have an R&B, best of R&B charts without black artists on it in the 50s and 60s. So you're like, oh, okay. And then they literally had, um, what did they call them? I forgot. They weren't called black charts, but they were like ethnic charts. Something like, something like for all the non-white artists had their own charts and they didn't count towards... It was insane. I don't know when they fixed it, but that's what happened. That's why Sam Cooke doesn't hold a lot of, I don't know, records for consecutive top 40 hits and stuff like that because he wasn't eligible in those days the way they did it, which is really insane and ridiculous. The other thing is you got to talk about Sam Cooke's death, which is, it opens up a big can of worms. I don't think we've ever had Michael Jackson on this thing. But it opens up that not-so-fun conversation of like, okay, can you divorce the music from the person? Can an artist do something 25 years later that makes you not able to listen to his music or you shouldn't listen to his music? Or you're like, who cares? What we don't know about these people could fill a room. Just accept the art. I've heard everything um, from A to Z on those. Sam Cooke's one of those where... He has one of my favorite voices of all time, but man, the way he died, he was he was with a girl. This is a story as I know it. Took her to a hotel. She didn't want to go to a hotel. She thought they were going somewhere else. He wouldn't let her leave. He forced himself upon her. She tried, so he assaulted her. He tried, She tried to get out through the bathroom, but it was sealed shut, the window. So later in the evening, Sam Cook went to the bathroom. She grabbed up all the clothes at the foot of the bed and ran. She made it to the front office of the hotel or motel probably. And the woman working there, the manager on duty, brought her back into the office, locked the door, called the police. Now, as they're waiting for the police to show up or as they're talking to the police, Sam Cook comes in and he is naked except for a coat because she took all his clothes and he kicks the door in. And I just imagine he's not saying some very friendly things, um, threatening them and everything else. And he's a big dude. And she shoots him twice, I think, two or three times, and he dies. And he's 33. Now, there's a lot of conspiracy theories here because it just, and this is what's a shame, because even though the evidence in hindsight, it looks to be okay, it just wasn't investigated well. And the famous um, line that came out of this that I always remember was Jim Brown, football player, civil rights activist that said, you know, if um, Frank Sinatra had been killed in a motel, the FBI would have been here. 
He's got a good point. The investigation did not go that long. However, after all these cries for cover-up and conspiracy, the woman, the girl that was with Sam Cooke, and the manager on duty both passed polygraph tests. They both sued Sam Cooke's estate and won. So those kind of things start to add up. They go, ah, it sounds like they were being truthful. The weird part that also brings into the conspiracy talk is that he owned his own record label and a lot of his stuff there at the end, the bigger stuff, he owned all the rights to and the publishing rights. And somehow through his death, it went to some other company. And this company is notorious for being awful. Awful to their artists, stealing money, you know, not collecting on certain things. They're just, I don't know. To me, every single story I've ever read about every record label and publishing company that was around in the 20s through, let's say, mid-70s was awful. And stealing artist money or not doing their job or it was sold out under an artist without permission. Documents were forged. I mean, the Beach Boys have all this. Most major acts have all this. The Beatles have problems. They Everyone was being robbed. And it was just, uh, for the most part, still is a very, very shady business, the music business. So that didn't help. Was he killed? Was this a plot to get his music that is going to be worth millions of dollars and all this stuff? So, But the other piece to the puzzle that I almost forgot is that Sam Cooke had this reputation. So that's not good either. That that was not the first girl he had taken to a motel against her will. So, you know, that doesn't look good for him in hindsight either. So that's Sam Cooke. It's hard because he has some of the most amazing songs and the most beautiful voice, just a like a natural, flawless, soulful voice that just seems to just carry so effortlessly. But it's hard to divorce the two things for me. Okay, coming in light and airy on a Tuesday in June. See y'all tomorrow. You can play Hurdle every day at letsplayhurdle.com. And you can watch us here live on Instagram at Let's Play Hurdle.